Welcome to the Pinstripe Valley Podcast. I'm Andrew Burns, joined by my co-host Kunj. How you doing? A lot better than I thought I was going to be. <laughs> yeah, it was. Uh, it was going to look like a pretty dire podcast had it not been for that last swing of the bat by Josh Donaldson last night, or I guess, frankly, some fortunate swings of the bat by Anthony Rizzo and Glaber Torres earlier in the game to even bring it to extras. But man, that was. Uh, it looks like they were on the verge of losing. Five of six with a, a a fun little home sweep against the Rays that would have cut that Ailey steps in a little bit more comfortable than we're good with. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was still a terrible week, but yesterday just helped a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like, it can't be obscured. And obviously, that's still going to be the focus of this podcast since we do try to look at, like, the week in review. And as exciting as last night's win was, it was like the... Finally, a good moment after like a week of misery, basically, because the offense just utterly checked out until last night. Yeah, it's been rough, rough going. I saw that like once they even scored like three runs or what was it? Oh, four runs. I was like, when was the last time they scored four runs? And that was Monday, August 9th, when yeah. they scored nine runs. <laughs> Almost 10 days ago. That's uh. Uh, to, to channel this, our old friend Joe Girardi, it's not what you want. And the stretch between then and now included three shutouts. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the thing. Like there have been a lot of efforts from this offense recently, where it's just been. I mean, you don't want to say phoned in because you know that these guys are working, but these at bats were just not good at all when you watch them, and they weren't piecing anything together. It's basically just like, well, if Aaron Judge isn't doing anything, then we're screwed. So. Yeah, it, it, the, the, the team went through two weird phases, one where like the pitching was just like ass and, and then like they, they were still scoring runs, but the pitching was just allowing way too many runs. And then since then, the pitching has kind of, you know, found, uh, come together and found its footing. And then the offense just forgot how to score runs until yesterday. Yeah, like last week when I did the podcast with Peter, we were talking about how like the previous week has sort of been a, mis- a mishmash of like offense showing up, but not, no pitching then pitching showing up and no offense and just an utter disaster in that sort of way. And that's what led the Yankees to just looking like utter crap against the Cardinals, Mariners, Red Sox, and Rays. And that just, it seemed like that pattern was going to continue, but fortunately the team found a way to get into gear with a uh, Glaber Torres who and home run to get them on the board. Um, they missed an opportunity to do more later in the game, with the bases loaded opportunity when Torres hit into a double play. Then they got the game tying home run from Rizzo, and after uh, Chapman put them in the huge hole in the tenth, Josh Donaldson walk off grand slam down by three. That's uh, the the Jason Giambi type slam, as we always like to say. Yeah, right. Yeah, no. As soon as Chapman came on and like the, those runs scored, I was just like, "All right, this game is over." So I turned yeah. off my TV, and then I was like, "I still need to watch it." So I just put it on my phone as if I was going to do something different. But apparently, it did. So you know, you're welcome, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> oh, well, okay. Yeah, the mobile format. That's what changed it up. That's... They're like, okay, couldn't just change his resolution. Now, let's, yes. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> yes. It had nothing to do with the fact that the the uh, Yes app connection on my Roku device was just complete ass yesterday for whatever reason, but it was working fine on my phone. So it wasn't the, it wasn't the Yes itself. It was just the connection on the app. Perfect. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I had sort of that same reaction. I was like, once that double happened, I was like, well, shit i mean that's hard but i mean that's the i mean i still don't like the 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 zombie runner but the fact that 
it's there now. You just always know, well, like, again, they only need to get one person on. A ball hits the short portion. We're tied. So it's like, yeah, okay, fine. I'll, I'll see what's going on with this. It's not like the Rays have, like, the best bullpen in baseball or anything. Yeah. I will say, though, at least the good thing is, even without the zombie runner or whatever, man for man, whatever you want to call it, it was exactly like this game would have been won either way without that person because of just how terrible everything else was. Yeah. From the pitching in the 10th. <laughs> oh my God. Or old Chapman. And ugh, the, 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 we, we, we do have to talk about this for a second because it was extremely annoying that like we get old Chapman again. And it's like, I don't think anyone is super convinced that like, oh, he was fully back. But like, I think it was just more like comparison to like Clay Holmes utter demise and he's now on the IL, but with Clay Holmes utter demise, it was just like, well, I guess maybe Chapman will have to get the ninth again. Cause he's looking, he's finally started to look good again after his own uh, IL stance and his own like era in the wilderness. But addings like that one make you think, okay, well, I don't know who to trust. <laughs> well, that's the thing. And I, and it's funny that you say we have to talk about this because I have this pulled up and ready. Yeah. <laughs> since, um, since the oldest Chapman's like blow up in Baltimore uh, back on July 27th, he's gone nine games, nine and a third innings scoreless, where he's had 10 strikeouts, one walk, allowed three hits. Great. Fantastic. Clay Holmes is gone for one day. And he goes back to like that Chapman that we don't trust with a hit and two walks. And it's like, what the hell's going on? And as soon as he came in, you knew he didn't have. It. Yeah. And it was one of those. Chapman outings where he's just throwing balls to terrible hitters like the I think it was like seventh and eighth hitters or the sixth and seventh hitters in the Rays lineup and they were not high average guys and he was just not even throwing the ball near the plate to them it's like if all the guys that you want to challenge these are the guys to do it with and I know a lot of it is probably him just trying to get a feel for the splitter that would just wasn't there last night at all but it was it's just like maddening to watch and again like we are are spoiled Yankees fans who grew up on a generation of Mariano Rivera coming in, throwing strikes and finishing ball games. But like, even like other closers that the Yankees have had in recent years, like other than Chapman have like, at least put the ball over the plate. Like right. <laughs> that was never, well, I guess like, early in his career it was David Robertson dabble around with that. But like Andrew Miller didn't really do that. It's, uh, and I, and it's, I don't even know what the point is. If you've been talking about these like mid 2010s closers at this point, because Chapman's just been here forever. Knock on wood. These are our last couple of months with him, but uh, who knows? <laughs> yeah. And I will say like the, the nine game stretch came where he pitched two games against Boston when he's not allowed to pitch against them and looked good during those games. Yeah. And you, so you perfectly understood why Boone would be like, okay, let's, let's try Chapman here because you, you probably weren't going to push Efros for too long, even though Efros has looked pretty good since coming over from the Cubs. Yeah. But um, yeah, I mean, I saw some people on Twitter were like questioning that move, but I, I think in this situation, yeah, you're, you're probably going to go to Chapman because you think that he's not going to be utter ass because he hasn't been utter ass for a little while, but well, always the capacity for ass with the roles Chapman. Again, going back to that July 22nd game, he has, and again, reliever ERAs are just wonky to yeah. begin with. So, like, nothing really substantial analysis I'm giving here, but it's just amusing to me. Uh, that After that July 22nd outing, his ERA was at 5.75. As of yesterday, he brought it down to 3.94. And then, uh, like, before yesterday's game, it was at that down to 3.94. So, you know, semi-respectable. And then it's back to 4.45 now. Yeah. It's, I love uh... this Chapman, everybody. Can we stop talking about him now? 
Yeah, it's 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 not what you want. That's that's all that it comes down to. Again. <laughs> Pretty much. But hey, he's he he has gotten the win in the Yankees' last two wins. So see, so he's clearly the secret weapon. Yes. <laughs> also, what of, a stat! <laughs> what a stat! Relief wins. <laughs> like, yeah. Why? Are you, <laughs> exactly. Why do you even exist? Why do pitcher wins exist at all? Yeah. Anyway, <sighs> but if you look back on like so some of these previous games, like the way that the offenses made it look, it's like if the Yankees pitcher gives up a run, it's like, Oh no, now we're in trouble. And like Nestor Cortez gave up a three run home run in the first inning on Tuesday. And it was like, well, are the Yankees going to score three runs today? Because I don't think so. And they did not. Probably not. (laughs) And then like the the day before too, Garrett Cole. Yeah. Garrett Cole only allowed one run. The bullpen made it uh, fall a little pull apart later because Lutrovino did not look very good, but that was an eminently winnable game. <laughs> uh, I'd just like to make one correction. Aaron Hicks allowed a run. Oh yeah, that's that's <laughs> true. Oh boy, yeah, we have a whole like note for Aaron Hicks, and the note is, oh my god, you are hard oh, to watch. Who <laughs> <laughs> boy, Aaron Hicks? Yeah, it yeah, is was, just absolutely rough. brutal watching him. I think the Yankees have finally gotten to the point where they're like, we can't do this anymore because like the, was, I don't, I think it was the very next day that we started hearing reports. Like, okay, it sounds like Floreal is going to come. <laughs> from yeah, the it, was literally the, it was the next day because the next day Aaron Hicks was just out of the lineup and they put it. That's when they put in Marvin Gonzalez and right to spark the team or whatever the <laughs> home. Yeah. I think, I hope that that was like a, a come to Jesus moment where it's like, all right, we're going to put in Marvin Gonzalez to try to get a spark. And Oh my God, what is going what on here? Doing? What have we done? Yeah. <laughs> Cause like Marvin Gonzalez, like Chris had a good article for us the other day about this. Like, we don't know why exactly he's on the team at this point. And he's not like the reason that they've been sucking over the past month or anything, because he's barely played, but that's the whole point. He's barely played. played, He's not used. And then when he actually is used, he's not good anymore. Sorry. Like that, uh, the first couple months of the season, that that was nice for him, but that's not, that's wasn't going to be who he was moving forward. It was not good in July and has basically had two hits since the uh, beginning of July. So yeah, if you're not being used, why, why are you on this team? He's still on this team, technically, because they don't want to DFA him, I think, for some reason. Right. <laughs> like, they sent down Indujar and LaCastro to make room for um, Floreal and Oswaldo Cabrera, who was also up, made his major league debut last night. So that was cool. But yeah, it's, Marvin Gonzalez is still here because reasons. <laughs> Because reasons that nobody knows. <laughs> yeah, and like in this case, if it's like a all right, well, it's a choice between Marvin Gonzalez and Miguel Andujar and Tim LeCastro, and pick two of those three. It's like okay, well, I I don't really care. So yeah, no, we, like, we are we are long past the point of caring about Miguel Andujar, and I wonder if those stands are still like well, maybe he needs to be more up bats. <laughs> God, please no. Yeah, no, with the. Like with who they sent down, like and chose to keep Marwin, it's like I guess fine because yeah, like you said, like Andujar, La Castro, whatever, especially Andujar. <laughs> um, yeah, and like they brought up Florial, so like La Castro is really, eh, it's kind of the same thing almost. <laughs> yeah, and I think and that was more like a one to one substitution sort of thing. I think Esteban Florial is a like a, a La Castro with more potential because like with La Castro, right. you know, you're just getting like the good defense, and uh, that's probably about it. Whereas Florial, you're probably getting. You're getting good defense, that's for sure. He's always been a pretty good outfielder. And we actually already saw a little bit of that last night. Obviously, nice, we saw a good play from him. Yeah. yeah. Nice little running, almost, almost shoestring catch, I would say. And, uh, you know, he has the potential to hit it out, too. A little bit more than LeCastro. Uh, so, sure, run him out there. I don't. I still don't really – I think he still strikes out too much. Um, 
I don't think he's exactly the solution, but for a uh, short-term Band-Aid, at least until they get uh, Harrison Bader off the IL theoretically in September, who also is more of a glove guy, but has at least hit in the past in the majors. That's what they got to do because they, they could not keep playing Aaron Hicks in center field. He is just no. fully in his own head. And I, I mean, I don't blame him, but it's just like when you get to that point, you're, you're getting unplayable. Yeah. And we talked about this a little bit yesterday in our Slack when, um, I think you brought it up, but Aaron Hicks pinch hit for IKF, and it was just, like, morbidly amusing at that point because it was like, okay, he's pinch hitting for IKF, so it's like, what, who cares? But it's still just kind of hilarious to even have Aaron Hicks pinch hit as if he's going to do anything. <laughs> yeah, that was a, a great galaxy brain move by Boone. I'll give him that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, what if? What if? I mean, I guess the Yankees did end up winning, so that was a win method move. <laughs> yeah. There you go. <laughs> He was the secret sauce. He needed. He yes. needed. <laughs> yeah, but just to underscore, like Aaron Hicks has had, I feel like he's like five for sixty or something at this point. But it's he's just like absolutely atrocious since that hot streak that ended in like early mid July. And these at bats just emblematic of the Yankees' struggles. Lindsey Adler had a good tweet uh, yesterday that was talking about like over a week of games entering Tuesday night's loss. The Yankees boasted five players in the top 10 list of the worst offensive production from qualified American league hitters by WRC plus. And uh, Aaron Hicks is very high on that. Labor Torres was number, whereas number two, DJ LeMay, he was number one. He's been playing through injury too, the foot toe thing that he only just got back from last night. They didn't uh, end up ILing him, but he's going to try to play through it. We'll see. But yeah, when you're having that many players struggle in the heart of your lineup, yeah, you're not going to score a lot of runs. Right. And just to round it off, the other two on the list were Anthony Rizzo and Josh Donaldson. <laughs> yeah. And hey, three of those guys homeward last night. So maybe they're on their way out of it. That's Hopefully. all we can really hope, right? And DJ, like, I don't even know if he's like fully back, but he did come in for a pinch hit, but then was immediately uh, pinch run for because he did, you know, lace a single. So hopefully good things on the horizon soon for him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like, okay, I guess if you were almost put on the IL for a foot toe thing, we will pinch run. Marwin Gonzalez for you. Marwin yes. Gonzalez, playing a purpose. Woo! We did it. <laughs> yeah, good job, man. Oh, boy. I guess uh, we should briefly talk about the one other win that we can be happy about in this stretch, which was only like a fleeting moment, but also just a very weird one. The Saturday night game in Boston, the one oh. game the Yankees won on Fenway, which apparently turned into the Isaiah Connor Falefa show. Yeah, I was at a wedding, so I did not watch that game at all. I just kind of, like randomly got updates, and I was just like, "Is my phone broken? <laughs> Is my app broken?" It's telling me that Isaiah Connor Falefa hit a home run. Yeah. What? Yeah, I and was I, uh, I was out to dinner with. Uh, my, my cousin and uh got this update. I'm like what is this going on i'm sorry well i guess uh isaiah kind of left i finally got off the board you just need to like chip one into the green monster so yeah good for you man i guess i guess you win the bet of will he actually ever run into one because i was genuinely starting to think he wouldn't <laughs> hey all, all it takes is a swing in the right spot so you did it man and uh, IPF I, is my Manfred of the week for uh, adding to his home run tally. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't very min of him. So. No. <laughs> but the, the squeeze bunts in the ninth, now that was. So. There you go. Yeah. yeah. That, that's what the team needed. Yeah, that was a, yeah. that was actually more of a good indication of something that IKF can do when he's actually doing the thing that they say he can do. It's not something that you can really bank on, but 
in that situation, yeah, ninth inning, Fenway, he's a guy who can get a bunt down. Sure, go for the squeeze. Yeah. So, hooray for that one win. Woo. You did it, man. Yay. No, but, please get off my team. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, at the same time, get let's get all little pros up here. Like, yeah. this should this should not be – we should not be burying this in, like, minute – 16 or whatever the wherever we are at this point in the podcast like oswald peraza should have been part of that group that was promoted like barbara gonzalez shouldn't be here uh isaiah kind of should be on the bench oswald peraza should be in this lineup but whatever yeah i i definitely am starting to more and more think in line with uh, your theory where they just want to like hold him off and try and tr- trade him this year because i they just may not internally be as high on him mm-hmm And it's weird because like how much we heard his name at the deadline floated with some random people, whether it was like Pablo Lopez. I think at one point he was rumored as part of the Luis Castillo thing. And he wouldn't have been the heart of the Castillo thing, to be clear, but still. You just hope that they are not going to fumble the bag on his actual like value long term like they did with like Clint Jackson Frazier and all that. Oh, yeah. I was like, who the hell is Jackson Frazier? I forgot about that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Hopefully they know what the hell they're doing. Yeah, and maybe they're just waiting for the right moment to bring him up. But pro- at this point, I, I don't think so. Watch, like, we'll get news later today. It's like, hey, he's been promoted, but probably not. Yeah. So There was some somebody talking about some service time thing where, like, mid-August, like, either 18th or 28th as, like, a thing. I don't know if I'm I think about- I did see that. It was, it was for August 18th. So, there, like, there's an outside chance of it, I suppose, but I, I don't know. I feel like at this point, I'll believe it when I see it just because – um, yeah. they do seem so comfortable with IKF at shortstop and they probably don't want to haul Peraza up unless he's playing every day there. So they can coast off the goodwill of actually promoting Oswaldo Cabrera for a couple of yeah. days. And again, well, like we should say too that Oswaldo Cabrera is not the kind of prospect that Oswald Peraza is. He is solid. He's a guy that should be up here, but is probably not going to be the difference maker. No, but he is fun. Yes. And Oswaldo is a more fun name than Oswald. So, ha, take that. Yeah. He, hey, it's like an O more fun. So, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Oh, God. Anyway. Yeah. yeah. Oh. Speaking, speaking of an O more fun, uh, Giancarlo Stanton. Giancarlo. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Ideally, it looks like he's going to go into some rehab games this upcoming weekend and should hopefully be back next week. So that is a great thing to hear because, again, like last night, notwithstanding, this lineup really could use Giancarlo Stan, at least causing some fear in the hitters, aside from Judge. Hopefully yesterday was like, quote unquote, the spark the team needed. Like, you know, like that was the kind right. of win or whatever, that like a, a team that's like a good team, which the Yankees are. Yes. As frustrating as they have been, they are a very good team. But yes, it was the kind of win they need to kind of like snap out of a slump, hopefully. And, uh, you know, the Blue Jays have been, you know, falling on their face just as badly as the Yankees are, or maybe just like a, a game better than the Yankees have been. Yeah. So this is a good opportunity to take some goodwill into an important series against a stumbling opponent and, you know, just put the pedal to the metal i'm trying to figure out what expression i was trying to go with anyway and do that and so it's not like you know we're just as desperately or direly needing john carlos Stanton. so then when he does come back hopefully next week it's more like all right now we're just adding him back instead of like oh god he's here to save us yeah pretty much yeah we should talk about that that is an upcoming series starting tonight 
Blue Jays are in the Bronx. Blue Jays did win last night against the Orioles. So like the Yankees, they are maybe trying to build off some momentum there. But yeah, these are both some teams that have had an awful August. For By all accounts, like the Blue Jays should be like six games back at this point, really. But now they're back even with the Rays. But this is a team that should not be behind the Rays. The, at least the Wander Franco less Rays, anyway. Right. Yeah. So this is a team that is going to be a pain in the ass to deal with. And I expect that despite how most of August has gone for these two teams, that this weekend will be a pretty good series. Yeah, I hope so. Plus, the Yankees win yesterday was more fun than the uh, Blue Jays win against the Orioles. So that's working in their favor. Yeah. Boring 6-1 to one win. Who cares? By the way, <laughs> disclaimer, if the Yankees want to be boring and win three straight 6-1 to one games, that is extremely welcome. That would be fun, yes. Or excuse me, four straight six to one games because it's a four game series. So, sorry. <laughs> Take that. <laughs> yeah, uh, I guess we should also say, uh, coming up right after that is a little two two gamer with the Mets. So that'll be the end of the Subway Series for now, but Woo! probably the end of Subway Series because I I <laughs> I think the both the Yankees and Mets uh, have showed the capacity to fumble the bag <laughs> a lot and. Maybe I, I don't think I, both these teams are getting to the World Series. Maybe one of them will, but I don't think both these teams will. Yeah, no, it it would just like, and this is not like statement. It just would take a lot of like, holy crap, that actually happened for both New York teams to make the World Series. It'd be cool. It'd be fun, I guess. But yeah, I, I don't. I wouldn't put money on it for sure. No, and, and especially when you consider. Okay, the Mets pro would probably have to beat the Dodgers, and Jesus hell, look at the Dodgers. They are they are yeah. they have now very quietly and smoothly inserted themselves basically back where the Yankees were like a month ago, where they could threaten the all-time wins record if they go on a run. Because yeah. they're already well, at 80 wins. Well, that's because they have Joey Gallo. <laughs> yes, Joey Gallo actually, back to life. Good for him. For them. Yeah. Yeah. Well. <laughs> Yeah, I guess the Los Angeles Dodgers, at this point, we must admit, know what they're doing. <laughs> Apparently. 81 and 35. Yeah. 81 and 35. <laughs> oh, man. After the Mets series, the Yankees started another West Coast trip. Uh, that's not going to be fun. <laughs> yeah, well, that will we will worry about at, at another time. So but, That we'll worry about next week. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's take an ad break, and uh, we will be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And we're back. All right. So let's uh, do our little B-Ref check-in at the leaderboard. How are we doing? Kind of depressing. <laughs> oh, boy. Great. <laughs> well, the first thing is amusing because Aaron Judge has 6.9 BUR. So that's just, you know, I'm a child and that's amusing. It's very nice. Nice. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's followed by DJ LeMahieu, Nesta Cortez, Glaber Torres, Jose Trevino, 
Matt Carpenter, which is partially why this is depressing because it's a sad, yes, R.I.P. You know, and your glorious mustache. But maybe he'll come back in September. Who knows? Maybe. Follow- following him is uh, Garrett Cole, who has looked a lot better in his last two outings thanks to um, Jose Trevino catching him, apparently. <laughs> he does not like to be Friendship caught by with Kyle, Kyle Higashioka. Higashioka. Over. <laughs> Over. <laughs> Yesterday's uh, bringer of rain, Josh Donaldson. Anthony Rizzo, and then now the other reason I'm sad, Michael King, uh, followed by IKF, and then Clay Holmes. Oh, man. Yeah, and honestly, the Clay Holmes thing is depressing, too, because I feel like yeah. a couple of weeks ago, he was, like, middle of the pack in there, at least. Yeah. So, obviously, a rough, rough stretch for him, for, like, the guy who was basically an, as automatic as we've seen a reliever be in the first half, brought him down uh, significantly, and then now he's on the IL, which is also sad. Quote unquote back spasms, not you kind of suck and need to figure your shit out. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think it probably is his back is bothering him too, but I, I'm more amused by this theory. Well, he was carrying the bullpen on his back. So, you know, probably. Hey. Yeah. I mean, yeah, for it was like him and King. And then it's like, oh no, I have no friends. I guess we should say briefly, I mean, this is not, doesn't have to do anything with the leaderboard, but hey, Ron Marinaccio, finally back, shouldn't have been kicked out, because that was stupid. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, that's what I was going to talk about before when we were talking about, like, you know, sending down, like, keeping Marvin on, on the team or whatever, like, like sending down Andujar and LaCastro was just whatever, so it's not like that, but, like, keeping, like, Marinaccio and Clark Schmidt down when, like, the, the, especially when the Yankees were going through that rough stretch with the rotation and the, the bullpen, it was just, like, absolutely dumbfounding, like, these are two guys who've shown clearly that they belong and who could very well help this team. And they were just nowhere to be found because they had to keep like Albert Abreu or whatever the hell. Yeah. Peter and I did some good ranting about the Abreu Marinaccio thing last week. So we won't rehash too much, but needless to say, it was very stupid. And uh, (laughs) uh, I guess Albert Abreu is still hanging around this team. So whatever, but I I don't think that they're making any switch in the rotation anytime soon. Cause I feel like Domingo Harmon is like, I mean, not last night was not particularly good, but like for the most part, he's just been whatever to mediocre enough that they're not going to make a swap, you know, like any, I think you'd have to really blow up, but uh, oh boy. (laughs) Yeah. And I I guess we, and to be fair, just to be fair, Clark Schmidt did not have a good outing last night and triple a, but the time before he threw six perfect innings with 11 strikeouts. So, you know, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Bring him up. I, I'd still be more tolerant of a Clark Schmidt man outing than a Domingo Herman one, but that's just me. Yeah, no, that's true. It's true. All right. Well, I'm just glad that Ron Marinaccio is back because it was, he, again, he's like continued to shut out inning streak that he had before he was demoted. It's like, <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, I guess that was kind of dumb, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it was. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. Um, Ryan Marinaccio, good guy, fun guy. Yeah, speaking of bullpen arms, let's look at one from the past because uh, we got some uh, mildly surprising news last night, but also not too surprising. Uh, John Heyman reported that Dylan Batances would be retiring. Uh, he was in the Dodgers organization trying to piece it back together, get his command again and health, but it just wasn't working out, so he decided to just call it a career right there. And this is a... It's kind. Of, it's definitely a weird moment because uh, you and I have both seen like Dellen's ascent from prospect who maybe wasn't figuring out to oh my god, this is the best relief pitcher in baseball as a rookie, basically. Yep. And he was just a menace in that bullpen for several years. Yeah, I think there's a few posts on Pinstripe Alley written by me where you can find the phrase 
when he's on, he's the most unhittable pitcher in baseball. Yeah. Like when they, during that four year, four or five year stretch, whatever it was, I forget exactly how long it was now when Dellen like, Oh my God, it was just phenomenal to watch. It was incredible. Like, yeah, he still had some bad games or whatever, like, you know, with the walks and all that, like even as a reliever, but just that utter dominance, like when he was on top of his shit, like there was nobody who was getting, <laughs> getting to him and it was just fun to watch. Yeah. He was and, even, he was even more unhittable than Mariano Rivera. Like that's, I think that that's just a fact. Like you can, Mariano Rivera was a better pitcher, had more command of the strike zone, right. but like there were some years when Dylan had a better command than he used to. So he was very much into that mode. That, that 2014 season is just 1.4 ERA, 90 innings, 1.64 FIP, 0.778 whip and 135 strikeouts. That's, that isn't ludicrous. Insane. Yeah. <laughs> and like, and the other thing is, like, Dylan Batanz has made, what, four straight All-Star Game appearances while never being the Yankees' closer? Pretty much, yeah. You just, Which like... is, like, incredibly difficult to do. Like, usually it's, like, closers and whatever other relievers are having, like, standout years or whatever. But, like, for a non-closer to make that many consecutive All-Star Game appearances is wild. And that just goes to show you, like, even the league knew, like, this guy is the real deal. Yeah. And 2014, he was the second most valuable player on the team by war. Only Brett Gardner was ahead. And then in 2015, he was just the most valuable. So that's just how good he was out there. He made it so easy to hand it off to uh, a David Robertson or Andrew Miller or an Earl Chapman. Because you knew that Chap- that uh, not Chapman, Jesus, no. Uh, the Batanzas <laughs> would, you know, go six up, six down. Maybe he'll throw in a walk but no one was really hitting him. No. And it's just, it sucks that like the injuries got to him at the end of his time at the Yankees. And he only made the one appearance in 2019 before he was out again. So. (sighs) Yeah. I basically blame Randy Levine for the way, (laughs) the way his career. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And that's the other thing too. Dylan Batanzas never really got to truly cash in on how dominant he was at the time. Like, I don't, I don't think he's going to go poor anytime soon because he did make a decent amount and he ended up with uh, $30 million by the end of the day. So he's got, he's friends with CC Sabathia. He knows how to advise him. So they're good. <laughs> but yeah, Dylan, Dylan probably should have been a, uh, at least a $50 million guy for his career. Yeah. But you know, we had to deal with Randy, not a closer's living. I hate him. Yeah. He sucks. <laughs> Sorry. I'm still just mad about that. And the, the, just talking about Dylan always just brings that up for me. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Good luck, Dylan. You were cool. We liked you. Yeah, very right. well. Let's uh, let's wrap this up with the Yankee and Manfred of the week. Woo! All right, who do you have for Yankee of the week? My Yankee of the week will be. Let's go with Josh Donaldson. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> what a turnaround from uh, a t- most of the week. Yeah, and his uncle Billy, because uh, hopefully he's doing well and recovering. Yeah, you know, after nice. the game, he mentioned that uh, his uncle. Had a heart attack a few days ago and is recovering. So, you know, wish him all the best. But, yeah, no, it was a it was a big hit that Do- Josh Thompson absolutely needed and the Yankees absolutely needed. Hopefully that's the start of good things to come again because, again, this team, it, maybe they weren't as good as they had been playing in the first half, but they're definitely not as bad as they had been playing for the last, like, uh, month or so. So hopefully this turns things back around and they can kind of put themselves back in, you know, good standing and, you know, make this a fun team to watch. And Josh Johnson, big home run. Uh, didn't even make it closer. Didn't even, you know, let it linger too far. As soon as he got a chance, was it the second pitch, I think it was, that he just yeah. drove out of there? So, kudos. Yeah, I think it's fair. No matter how much you're slumping, if you hit a 
extra innings walk, walk off, off grand, grand slam <laughs> down three. Yeah, you you get to be a Yankee of the week. Yeah. That was uh that was a hell of a moment. And it's as you said, like I I don't think that the Yankees are the type of team that they were in the first half, but they it was just a as we said, it's a perfect storm of how bad everything was going for a while. And you know, we should say like they're not out of it yet. They got to do win, win more than just one game, dramatic fashion. They oh, got to no, take absolutely. care of business. But um, we keep emphasizing. Hopefully, it's the start of something. Exactly. Hope. Yeah. Fingers crossed that like this will be the beginning rather than just oh that was cool and then it'll be lost like oh like that weird IKF game. <laughs> yeah. So. The reason I'm a little bit more confident uh, after yesterday than that Saturday game is it wasn't just IKF randomly scoring all three whole runs. You know, they got contributions from multiple people. We talked about Glaber, uh, Rizzo, and Donaldson all homering when all three had been struggling. So, again, hopefully it was just this, yesterday was just more of a team effort. Yeah. Minus the role of the <laughs> Yeah. Not a member of the team. No. <laughs> All right. My Yankee of the week. Uh, I, I was originally going to make my Yankee of the week, the Toronto Blue Jays, just because <laughs> how much they fumbled the bag. But um, I will give it to Garrett Cole because he did not deserve what the Yankees did to him the other day. It's just a damn shame that again, like the one run he allowed was basically an Aaron Hicks run. And then otherwise he threw shut up all. So yeah, what do you want him to do, man? And he like was absolutely money. This is going back a little bit further than the past week, but against Luis Castillo, this time he met the challenge. He dominated the Mariners, and again, the they lost like one nothing in the end. I guess in the the most recent one, they lost four nothing because Trevino blew up. But right. the point being, Garrett Cole took care of business on his end, so it's good to see him basically piece his, his stuff back together again after that blow up outing in the beginning of August. So keep it going. Yep. All right. Uh, who is your Manfred of the week? A roll with Chapman. Yeah. Wow. Shock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. When we, we were talking before yesterday's game, I was thinking of like stupid ass, like uh, Manfred of the weeks to give. And I was genuinely going to give it to IKF for hitting a home run. Um, <laughs> but then a roll with Chapman happened. And yeah, like, dude, at least give us one or two games before you go back to your like, oh, yeah, this is why we don't like you form. Um, but yeah, no, the second Clay Holmes hits the IL and, you know, because of his stretch, he basically ascends back into the closer role because I feel like that's probably what's going to happen. He goes and does that. Yeah. Maybe that means that Boone doesn't trust him completely in the closer role. So maybe it actually is a blessing in disguise, especially considering the Yankees did end up winning. Yeah. And they did turn to Efros first before they went to Chapman and like bottom of the ninth. So, or top of the ninth. That's true. So we'll see. Right. And even in that uh, IKF game, Efrost got the save. So who knows? But yeah, yeah Earl Chapman. Stop All right. My, uh, my man for the week is going to be Aaron Hicks because he is absolutely miserable. And I think we would be best to just leave it there with him. So yeah, <laughs> we've said enough. Yeah. All right. So that'll do it for us on this episode of the Pinstrip Alley podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Pinstrip Alley. Follow me on Twitter at Mern's PSA. Uh, how was the wedding you went to on Saturday? <laughs> it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Good. Um, good. <laughs> it was an all-day affair. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah. It was an all-day affair, but it was almost uh, nice about it. It was fine. The venue was five minutes away from my house, nice. so I was able to come back home in between and play with my dog, which is also fun. <laughs> Hell yeah, that's uh, yeah. that's valuable. Yes. All right. So that'll do it for us. Let's go, Yankees! Beat the Blue Jays! Beat the Mets! And uh, let's get back on track. Yes. Bye. Let's do it.